Welcome to the Tom Castro Shooting Academy podcast. You have now entered the next level. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Tom Castro Shooting Academy Next Level Podcast. We have a brand new episode for you. Mr. Todd Holmes and myself want to get into the weeds about the 2023 South Carolina sectional. So we actually have, um, I'll say partnered up, even though Todd does the majority of the work, but (laughs) I have been lucky enough to talk Todd into allowing me to help him um, a little bit more this year. Um, and it, I'm actually really, really excited. So you guys all know how I am about sponsors. I've been, uh, talking about sponsorship for quite a while. I own my own business. I'm in this sport, uh, with a company that actually deals with, uh, matches and shooting and everything else as a, as a business. So I am looking at it in a different way. I am now looking at USPSA and thinking, man, how much better could we do? So I was lucky enough to talk Todd into allowing me to come in and kind of take over the vendor area and the sponsorship area in the South Carolina match. So you don't always get to do that because you don't always have access to the range like uh, Mr. Todd Holmes does. So I have pretty much been able to steal the biggest bay (laughs) (laughs) and uh, create something that I hope is going to be the future of USPSA and how we treat our vendors. So, Todd, I got let's start off with this, man, because I know this is something that we kind of laugh about every once in a while. And it's grow every time I call him about a sponsor and we land somebody um, and and I have I don't know, I think I have almost five or six that I'm in the works with that I just haven't finalized with. But uh, but, you know, after shot show is the worst time to try to get a hold of anybody in the industry. I'm discovering um, how nervous are you to uh, give me the biggest bay? <laughs> uh, still nervous, even though I know. We have what four, seven vendors coming, and five, like you said, five or six in the works. I'm like, it's going. Well, first we started off with a small clubhouse bay, and I'm like, okay, that's no big deal. And then I'm like, as it grew, I'm like, okay, this isn't going to be successful there. Giving up the biggest bay, I think. Well, I know is the right thing. It's just still apprehensive about giving up your premier bay for it. So the match will work. We'll have one extra stop with the. Um, with the golf carts, but we'll still be running four four golf carts. They all have the radios. Um, there were some downtime last year, even for the golf cart taxis. So I'm pretty sure that they're going to be able to keep up with the extra um, stop from shooting behind the clubhouse at that bay right there too. So, so you're going to have, um, we're going to have actually two, we're going to have golf carts driving everybody around like we did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anybody hasn't been to the uh, South Carolina sectional, the, the bay is they have six competition bays that are down on the lower part of the range. They were built sp- strictly for competition. Then they have, um, I guess I'll call them multi-purpose bays, but they're competition bays for what I've ever seen them. Yeah. They've always been competition guys on them um, that are farther up on the top of the range. So there is quite a, I don't want to say quite a drive because you can walk it. I've done that only a million times because especially if I shot um, usually stage 10 bad, I will walk to calm down a little bit <laughs> and oh, walk my match. frustrations with myself away. Um, but uh, yeah, I, they do always run golf carts and you guys are, it's always been very, very good about that for sure about, you know, never having to worry about walking all your gear that far because from Bay 10 to Bay 1 is quite a hike with all your gear probably a quarter mile if you mapped it out yeah yeah and if you're walking and actually pasting and everything that, that can be a lot of work <laughs> wait, wait wait we don't pace at my match 
Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. You so, come and shoot. You don't paste. Right. So let so let's jump into that, man, because that's a big that's a big feature of uh, actually for the last two. Did we do was when Lucky was running it two years it's, ago? Yeah. Was it staff reset then? Yep. Ever since I've been involved, this is my third year. It's always been staff reset. I don't know exactly when the year that that started, but it's always been staff reset. The three years that I've been involved with. Yeah. So, I mean, staff reset, staff reset is, is getting, starting to become pretty big. Uh, have you had to raise your prices at all for the match because of staff reset? Um, the last two years we've raised the price of each year, 10 bucks and it's to take care of the staff. I mean, right. to make sure that we do that. The first last year was to get them jerseys instead of t-shirts. And then we're continuing that. And it's just, the inflation, everything's went up. So we went up another 10 bucks this year on it just to make sure that we're not going into negative and that we're able to take care of the staff. The staff again is getting um, one of the zero sports um, jerseys. If you guys haven't seen them, they're on the Facebook page, the Instagram page, the section website. They're awesome jerseys. You can pick them up for 45 bucks. If you want one staff, everybody gets one for free. They get their meals for free. They get some a cash st stipend on Sunday. And of course they get to shoot the best match in the area for free. So sounds like it's not a bad match to be a staff at. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. No, not a bad You're match gonna, to be staff at at all. Yep. You'll be working with five or six other people on the stage, depending on how much reset has to be done and everything there. So everybody has staff has a good time at this match. So, yeah. I will. I, I actually have to say that the last year's match, I came in and I wasn't part of, I mean, we were friends, but I wasn't part mm -hmm. of the match. I just come, come in, kind of hung out with you a little bit, but I didn't really work the match. I did was able to kind of get behind the scenes and look a little bit and, and kind of see how it was. But I remember coming in a couple days early and, uh, or a day early and just kind of watching the staff. And I was like, man, this is a totally different atmosphere for staff. Like, I think part of it is, well, first of all, you're easy to work for or work with. Um, and second of all, I think that because you have so much staff and so much, so many volunteers that you're not just, the guys aren't just getting worn out, right? Like if, if yeah. it, and, and I'll tell you one thing I did notice on quite a few bays, especially the ones that, they had a lot of activators. There was always a specific job for someone. Like someone had the, the swingers or someone had the, oh, go reset the stomp pad. There was never a scenario where somebody was like, oh, forgot the stomp pad. It was like, nope, one guy went directly to the stomp pad. One guy went directly to the drop turner and other guy went to the swinger and it was reset every single time for that reason. They never had any mistakes. I never saw a reshoot on that stage. And I hung out around that stage quite a bit because that's where we hung out. Um, and watched a lot of shooters because that stage was one of the most compelling stages for sure was there was a drop turner where you could shoot four shots or skip it completely where it was uh, no penalty mics. Uh, so it was an interesting stage where you had to do the math or if you didn't do the math and you just didn't want to stop and you, you, you try to just wing it, you could do it that way as well, <laughs> um, which I almost got that stage doing it that way. But um, yeah, it was a great that was a great scenario where i was like wow these guys actually are having fun like everybody was laughing yeah. and joking and having a good time so that was you don't see that all the time right you don't yeah, see that. one of the squads i think i've talked about this before i think it was squad three brian lee squad that i was out there watching them and talking to them and they came up to me they're like we're resetting the fastest they had their own camera up they were live streaming it and everything and i was like well okay you're resetting the fastest they're like we looked up your um time that you took on the stage 
we've been resetting it quicker than you shot it. I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> that's either a compliment to them or a jab to you. One or the other. I think it was a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, you suck so bad. We repace faster than you shoot. I was uh, just I mean, like, that, wow. That doesn't <laughs> happen when you don't have to aim and you just wildly slap uh, paster guns. Up. Yeah, no, that just doesn't like... help either because you provide paster guns. So that's totally cheating, right? Yeah. Like you can pace the stage way faster than you shoot one for sure. Yeah, man, I, it spread on the, I think that was on Saturday. They told me that. And then I could tell they talked to each other because I heard that a couple of times on Sunday too. Then I'm like, yeah. all right, challenge accepted. 13 <laughs> seconds, every stage next year, guys. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty cool. But yeah, I um I'm super excited about this year. I um like I said, I get to be more part of the the I'm going to actually have my hands on every stage. I'm coming up a week early, so I'm going to come up and um basically going to I don't want to say I'm in charge of cuz Todd gets the last thing, but I definitely get to put my hands on every single stage. So I get to put a little spice if it's a little too easy, I'm going to move some stuff, uh make it a little bit harder. Um we have some really good variety of stages. We had oh, yeah. how many how many uh, stage builders do we or uh, designers do we have this year? Uh, eight stage designers this year. We had five the year prior, and I think the year that Lucky David and I did it, we had two or th three. So, and I've increased it each year because I think it just adds variety. I could do all the stages, but I don't want to because then you're going to have stages that look the same on the left and the right, and ten stages of that not fun. Well, I like, I think that's part of the problem where I, and I think that's something that nationals has started to do where they have three different builders now and each is one per zone, which is nice. Cause you get three flavored matches in one <laughs> shot. So I, I feel like in, in nationals previous, uh, you would get one designer. Luckily that one designer, which usually Shannon, and he would always come up with good stuff, right? He, he makes good matches. So it's nice to see that, you know, you see different designs coming out. Like this match has a lot of different designs. Um, I know mm -hmm. I remember us looking at two stages and we caught it and we were like, did the same person make these two? Like we literally could have overlaid them and we were like, Oh, we're going to fix that. And we had to change one stage around and we had to call them up and be like, Hey man, listen, we got a stage here. That's almost identical. We're going to do some work on it. And everybody was like, cool, let's, let's fix it. But I remember going through that and we were like, wow, how does this stage almost identical to that other stage? And it was like two totally yep. different builders. Two different and, uh, builders, two different areas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was two different bays. We're like, wow, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm not kidding, guys. That thing was almost identical. <laughs> I think we had maybe like one or two targets that were just a little bit adjusted. But I was like, that's the same damn stage. We can't do that again. I was like, you're going to get a practice run if you shoot that stage first and then come here. Yep. I was like, we got to fix that. So, and actually that stage, if I remember correctly, we had to work around some, uh, some permanent structures. Yep. So that's why that's why that stage ended up becoming almost the same is because we were trying to work around those permanent structures. So it was interesting how that uh, those stages got really identical because we were working around the structure uh, and we, we were able to fix that and move it around. So, I mean, honestly, like I was looking at round count before we got on here and uh, dude, we're going to have a great, great setup. We have 28. We have uh, where, where am I at here? Sorry. We're trying to go through the round stage to 28. Yep, we have a 23, a 28, a 30, some 29s, uh, some 23s, 28, 23, 30, 27. I mean, all pretty good round counts of 22. Unlike last year, which we basically shot 32 rounds at everything. So, which was fun. Was, I, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I enjoyed that. I like that. I don't, 
I feel like sometimes we get stuck with you go to a big match and you get, you know, like stand here, shoot eight, reload, shoot two. It's, kind of, you know, at a swinger or something. It just those are kind of like I paid this kind of money for that is not, you know, I get it. They're a different type of challenge, but I, I prefer field courses. So uh, I was really happy to be part of this and be able to build a um, build a stage and kind of have my hands on on some of these things to where we could kind of. And, you know, what was cool is when we all sat down and talked about it. Uh, yeah. It wasn't just like, hey, Todd, this, you know, here's the stage you see it, you know, and Todd came over and worked. I mean, every set, everybody sat down and kind of worked over the stages together as a group, which was really, really cool because you don't always see that. You know, that wasn't we a. We had seven of the eight stage designers in that meeting. Right. And I want to, it's so long. I'm, it's so long ago. I think it was like three or four months ago, but it yeah. seems like it was so long ago that we're in the meeting that we went over them. Got them submitted. I'm still waiting for final approval, but with two range masters that we're having this year, that's a little bit different too. We'll have a range master for stage one through five and the one behind the clubhouse. And uh, actually, no, he'll do one through five. And then the person um, doing will do five through 10 stages. So it'll be kind of split up so they don't have to travel as much and they'll be able to be in their area a lot more too. So we got rid of Chrono this year, right? Like we're not doing Chrono this year. Still up in the air on that one. Still up in the air. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, I um, I, I, I think Chrono sucks because of the having to man it, but I also think it keeps people honest, right? Yeah, like, exactly, and that's why I we had it first year I was involved. Last year we didn't, um, just because I was a little worried with some of the scheduling of the stages and stuff this year we do have a lower round count and i think we'll be able the match will be shot quicker so i'm looking at adding it back in so it's yeah. not it could be there it could not be i'm still 100 decided i do have people volunteered that said they could do it at last minute so who knows yeah i talked to um we we were lucky enough to have Matty Hopkins come in and uh, help us this year, right? Like he's come yep. in and done, oh, he's, he's basically done a, yeah. done a ton of stuff. Uh, he's worked on the schedule for us. He's figured out all the schedule. Donna has come in, or um, <clears throat> Linda has Linda come in. I was talking about Donna the other day uh, earlier about Area Six. So that's why she's yeah. on my mind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Linda Linda came in and uh, she's doing the stats for us again, like she did last year, right? Like yep. she she crushed it last year. Um, so we got a lot of the same people, but with Matt coming in, he was able to kind of go through the schedule and, uh, he's going to actually, he's really helped me out a lot in the sponsorship area because he's scheduling the spot, the vendor area as a stage for me. So mm -hmm. that was kind of something that we kind of struggled with, uh, for a little while. We were like, can, can we squeeze this in? Like, can we make this yeah. a stage because of our schedule? Uh, I'm a little worried. Like I don't, I, it's very important. The vendor thing to me is very important, not just because it's my baby, but it's because I feel like this is going to change this match from a, a, a sectional match into an event. Oh, and yeah. My goal is to no longer have uh you know matches like matches are okay cool you have a local level two or you have a local level one no big deal but from now on i feel like the vendors need to be we need the vendors will trade change our sport into events instead of just a sport right or a, a game if the vendors are treated well the shooters get treated well I feel like one of the things that we're struggling with the most in this sport is that we are depending on the shooters <laughs> to carry this sport. 
And there, this is the only sport that the shooters or the, the participants carry the sport. And, and obviously we're not an NBA or an NFL, but if you look it, the NBA and NFL gets all of their money, not from, you know, honestly, not from tickets. They get it all from vendors. They get it mm -hmm. all from sponsors. They get it from TV. Now, are we going to be on TV? No, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not delusional. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not delusional to what we, what I'm doing here for as a sport, but there are things that we can do that it comes from the sponsors and the sponsors need to be treated. Number one, right? The shooters need to take oh, yeah. a back step. Uh, and I don't mean as in like, we're going to give you a crappy match or you're going to be treated badly. What I mean is, is the vendors get treated well, the shooters benefit every single time, right? If the vendors get their refund, I don't want to say refund, but if they get their return of, of, on investment, they come back and they get better and better and better and better every single year. It gets better. So again, it's, it's, those are the things where if we put the time in and start treating our vendors better and start giving our vendors a place to try their, for, for the customer, the shooter to try their gear and we turn it into an event, I can't see how that's a, uh, that's not a win-win for everybody, including the vendors, including the shooters. Cause the shooters now have the second match they get to try, right? They get to go try people's gear. They get to try open guns that they might never, ever think that they wanted or, or, or anything. They can try the new Glock trigger, all the different things that they get an opportunity to, to that never, they will see our match. I want to provide that. So, you know, and yeah, I kind of threw that out there a little bit, but I'm working on bringing in some, some guns. Um, I have a couple companies that I'm having conversations with that just, um, I have a couple of verbal yeses, so I'm just waiting until they, we get everything figured out for sure. Um, but my plan is to, uh, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a breakdown of like kind of how the vendor area is before we go into the rest of the match. So my goal is obviously Matt was a Hopkins was able to give us or schedule us, uh, the, the shooting area or the shooters will be able to go into the vendor area. You will not be able to go around the vendor area. I will have barbed wire fences up, uh, guard dogs, um, automatic <laughs> machine guns, guard, you know, uh, guard towers. You will have to go through the vendor area. Um, the whole reason I'm doing that is to show the vendors that we appreciate them. Um, I am also planning on, if I can lock up the sponsors that I have already talked to um, and a few more that I'm still reaching out to, so if you know someone in these sponsorships or these vendors, guys, send them my way. I'm, I'm telling you, I would really like to talk to them. But my goal is, is that you will get a card at your entry. When you walk in, everybody gets a card. All right. That card, if you go to every single vendor and get a hole punch, we haven't quite decided how we're going to do the hole punch, whether we're going to do special punches or we're going to do stamps or something. We, don't, we haven't decided yet. But... We're going to get it to where if you go to every single vendor, you don't have to buy anything. I want you to buy something a hundred percent. That's how the vendors come back. That's how they get their money back. I want you to try their gear, right? This is the whole point of what we're doing this for. This is how we get, bring our sport to the next level is returning the investment that they invest in us, but you will get a card. You will take, get a punch or some kind of mark on that card. And if you get every single vendor marked, you will have an opportunity to go into a raffle. Now, what that raffle is depends on how, how, how much I finish these sponsorships. But again, it gives you the opportunity at a raffle that you would not have a chance at. Um, I am going to have a shooting area that you will have a warm-up bay. I'm a big person. I believe you should be able to warm up at a match. I really enjoy warming up at a match. Yes, 
that first bang is always the worst bang. So I try to do that at the warm-up bay. Um, so I try to give you an, we're going to give you an opportunity to have a warm-up bay. And it will be open to you the entire match. You will not have, you will not be babysat there. You will be able to just walk up, do your thing. Like you, like you were at a jig giant nationals that, well, unfortunately they have ROs at those, but you'll be able to go there anytime, test your gun, sight your gun in, whatever you need to do. Um, then I will have on the same bay on the right hand side, I will have a stage that I am running as a sponsor. I will have my own training area where you will have an opportunity to run a stage your way and then you will get a f one opportunity i will coach you up give you an opportunity to rerun it to see if we can improve your score and make you a better shooter instantly again this is open before the match this is open uh during the match this is open after the match so after uh, if you shoot an after in the morning in the afternoon boom we're back on the stage if you're finished in the afternoon and we have daylight we're ready to rock and roll so this will give you an opportunity to basically get some free coaching. Um, and hopefully you like my coaching <laughs> because I'm going to give it to you for free. But um, you'll get an opportunity to get some free coaching while, while you're at the match. Uh, and you'll be able to check out all the vendors. You'll be able to try guns. We have Masterpiece Arms. Let me. I just want to make sure that I talk about everyone that's coming because this is one of the things I'm the most excited about. We are going to have CNC uh, Indoor Range is sponsoring our match. He, they're actually title sponsors this year, correct, Todd? Yep. Correct they're me if I'm wrong. Because right, yeah. I, I have all the sponsors, but I'm just trying to remember the levels. <laughs> yep. uh, da Vinci is going to be there. I'm super excited about them. Um, obviously, I've been shooting their gun for four years. That thing is ridiculously good. Um, so I will probably end up bringing my rifle with me. So if people need to try it, they want to shoot it. Um, they'll have the opportunity, but they'll have some guns there for you guys to try. And I'm, I'm really excited about that. And outdoor dynamics, um, is going to actually supply them with the ammo for you to try their firearms. So that's, that's really cool. Also outdoor dynamics makes, um, actually a couple of the Da Vinci guys, ammo sponsors them. And I shot with one girl, Christina Baker this weekend and for 30 stages, didn't have a single jam with the Da Vinci or with the ammo. So super impressive to go through 30 stages shooting PCC and not have a single round uh, issue. That That's pretty impressive, especially since, um, you know, it's PCC. They're almost guaranteed to jam. So you have ammo and a gun that work together. It's pretty, it actually <laughs> makes it a lot more fun. <laughs> yep. uh, Masterpiece Arms is coming. So they're going to bring, um, I believe they're bringing some open guns and some limited guns. So I'm super excited because I don't think I've even had a chance to even shoot their gun uh, because the last time I was at Nationals and they were that sponsor, they just were not in a good area for me to try their stuff. So it kind of sucked um, not getting to try their gear. So I'll get to try it at this match. Um, but I, yep. I mean, that's, go ahead, Todd. And they'll have a lefty open gun there. The, Ooh, they make a left-handed open gun? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that's really cool. So for, so, I mean, honestly, man, that's got to be terrible as a left-hander in this sport. Yeah, I mean, everything's backwards uh, yeah. on, on most pistols. So that's really cool. They make a left-handed option. I know Da Vinci started making a left-handed uh, rifle now. So that's really cool. Dude, how is it that two companies that are coming to our match both make left-handed options that yeah. I've never seen before? Actually, I hope Da Vinci brings their lefty one because I'll try it because yeah. some people shoot left-eye dominant. Oh, yes. I remember that experience. That was quite <laughs> Speaking of eyes, 
Uh, Hunter's HD Gold is coming in. Um, I was so lucky enough to steal him from another event. I was super excited to steal him from another event. To um, I got him just in time. Um, so he'll be out. So we're going to off. He's going to be offering for you to try those glasses as well dur at, during my stage stuff during the warm up bay. You'll actually be able to try them and shoot them. And obviously anybody who's ever met Brian, he'll actually give you the glasses to try them at the match if you choose. But it's really nice because now you're not forced to use them at a match. You could just use them in the warm up bay or use them on my stage run uh, during practice. Premiere is there. So obviously you'll get your ears done. Uh, let's see, LA, LAPG police gear, go fast, don't suck. I'm hoping Bill can come out. Um, I don't know. I don't think gas has gotten any better. <laughs> no. Uh, lock grips is sponsoring us this year. That was really cool, yep. especially since, um, you know, with all the new grip panels that are coming out for everything, uh, upstate sports accessories. Those guys are bringing out primers, powder. Uh, what else are they bringing out, Todd? Uh, primers and powder from what I'm aware of. I think you'll probably have some brass there also very cool so basically all your shooting supplies that's actually really cool actually we met them at the uh war match didn't we yep Buster guy, was working with I, the I do remember him he is really really nice guy he was really really nice he had really good prices on primers too i remember that by the way yep um chris Sorrell's coming uh a real estate agent from uh keller williams to actually he's one of your buddies right like chris oh, actually yeah. runs the war match doesn't he yeah he runs the war match and he's a good dude and he's going to be coming on and talking to anybody about all the real estate needs and whatever else you want to do. So he'll be there sponsoring. And I believe he's giving away a gun with that too. So Ooh, Chris is pretty awesome, man. Chris runs. Uh, so anybody who doesn't know the war match, it's actually a charity match. Uh, it's all steel knockdown charity match. And it's really, really cool. I got to experience it this year. I actually came special just to try that match. And uh, that was really cool. That award ceremony, bro. They, that guy, find some sponsors i mean he had home depot and oh. lowe sponsoring that match yeah. i was like I, mean, Ooh, I need to talk to him <laughs> it's and they've got the edge on anything else because i've worked hand in hand on both matches yeah and where we have the uspsa namesake which really helps out us with the sponsors they have the law enforcement angle right. and a charity yeah so that's where they're able to get lowe's home Depot. well i don't think home depot but the lowe's and the big corporate yeah. sponsors because it's for a law enforcement charity match. So, yeah. yeah. Which is pretty cool, man. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Really, really cool. So, one of my favorite, uh, I've been shooting this guy's bullets for about three years now. Uh, Jason uh, from Brass Monkey Bullets is coming out this year. So, I don't know if he's going to be able to make it. So, what I'm trying to do, guys, just so everybody knows, is I'm trying to get the vendors to my to my range to the range I, I want the vendors to be in front of you and i want you in front of the, the vendors so i'm trying to work it out where i can get some vendors uh to bring them to the match and actually have them in your face so you can try it ask those questions and see those things um if he cannot come i am going to still try to set up a booth for him so people can try his gear check out his bullets um i know he's given a quite a few certificates um, I just spoke with him today and actually I think he just mailed them to you, Todd, uh, the awesome. certificates for the brass monkey bullets, but I've been shooting those bullets for three years now. And I'm going to tell you that dude's awesome. That guy makes one hell of a product, but not only that his customer service is insane. Like if you order a product, <laughs> he he sends it either the next day. Or I, I, I don't remember him ever sending something out after three days. He'll send it on a Saturday. He doesn't care if you order it. He sends it ASAP. He's really, really big about 
the sponsorship stuff or not sponsorship stuff, but he's really big about uh, customer service. Really, really big about yeah. customer service. He's one of my one of my all time favorites so far in the sport that I've had to deal with it when it comes to customer service. That dude. Uh, really takes care of his customers. I, I remember somebody lost some bullets in the mail and he sent them out just in case. Um, and then the guy got his bullets and he's like, you know what, man, just keep them. And I was like, you are crazy, but that is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty awesome. But yeah, so I mean, he takes care of his customers. It's one of my favorite things about him. He just, he really, in a world that's losing its customer service, it's uh, it's nice to see him, you know, bringing it back, I guess. Yep. And you shoot those in your carry optics gun and your PCC, right? Both. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dude, I, listen, I, I actually have a picture. Uh, Christina Baker was taking pictures of the, she was walking the stage and she took a picture of a, of a target that I shot where it was a figure eight. And I was like, yeah, the things are, they're good bullets, man. I mean, he makes a great product and uh, it's a super high quality. I actually left them it on the asphalt one day that like, I had a thing fall out of my truck, a whole bucket fall out. And I forgot like three or four of them. And I came back, it was 108 degrees that day. And they were still looked like they were brand new. Like, and if anybody's ever stood on asphalt in Florida and 108 degrees near the beach, it's let's just say you ain't walking out there with no shoes on. <laughs> no. And those bullets look like they were brand new. So I was like, Ooh, I got to take a picture of this. And we got a and P restaurant. So a uh, local restaurant to you. That's, um, Yep. Over there to where they, they donated uh, primers, I think, right? That is correct. They donated some primers to, to give away at the prize table, however we decide that. So, yeah. The cool part is, uh, oh, 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 I forgot. I forgot one, bro. One, one of my favorite. Mr. Ray from Zero Sports. The match jerseys mm -hmm. of all jerseys. That's I was going to catch you on that, but yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. I can't forget him, bro. He, he makes my own personal jerseys for me. I he, wish I had one here. He but tried he to call yeah. honestly while we're doing this podcast what's that he called me while we're doing the podcast <laughs> he's probably trying to answer your question so probably. yeah, yeah one, we we messaged him right before the podcast to ask him if he's going to bring any extra jerseys so um we're trying to make sure that we can get some extra jerseys for anybody who didn't order any or decides they want some because he he does all the designs for your logos for every yep. year for south carolina right yeah well for the last two years this yeah. year and last year he did it um and he did uh, ones for the Belt and Gun Club and all three of the jersey designs that I've seen knock out of the park. And I've got yeah. some of your jerseys that he's done also. So there's yeah. other guys that you talk to in this area that love him too. Alex um, D. I'll slaughter his last name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sean Jenkins has yeah. his jerseys made by him. You do. So yeah, there's a lot of guys. Yeah, I like, I, dude, I tell you, he's, he's very, 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 very easy to work with. I have, um, I would probably say I, I try to say I'm not picky about that stuff, but like I'm pretty picky about my jersey because I want, you know, I, I represent specific companies and, and stuff like that. So I want to make sure that that it's right. And I've had to make a few changes in the design and it's just super easy process. Um, yep. Always gets back to you. Never, never just blows you off like some other companies that I've dealt with um, and way better priced. Um, yeah, way I think better even priced. Masterpiece Arms jerseys now, too. Yes. Uh, yeah. And actually they make a couple that I've seen a couple guys in that I really like. Uh, I really like some of their jerseys that those guys, I think they make a pink one. Like, obviously it's very specific, but they made a pink one. I thought that was really a cool. Now I wouldn't personally want to wear that Jersey, but I thought it looked cool. 
I think on, with their design, right? I, I think you would cool. look awesome in a Tom Caster Shooting Academy Dude, pink jersey. I might have right? to ask for one of those during uh, during uh, breast, yeah, October breast breast cancer. Hey, right. Hook him up. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see this. <laughs> oh, I'll rock it, dude. I'll, you know, come on, man. I'm I'm bing bing over here. <laughs> right. That'll um, be the war match time too, so you can wear it then. Ooh, dude, that's a good time. Yeah, that's a good time to wear it. I'm running around with my pink jersey, and and uh, the guys that never shoot our sport that look at me like an a hole because they like oh you're saying a professional shooter (laughs) (laughs) oh that was interesting match but um yeah man so i'm I'm really excited about that but i want to ask a couple of questions to you because you've been doing this now for three years you the first year you helped right yeah lucky first year lucky david and i all did it together they were the match co-match directors i was assistant match director but we were all learning together in that and then the Last year I took it over and this year, obviously I'm taking it over again. So, right. So they like, so you're totally like lucky's a very good negotiator. Cause he suckered you in for, Oh, I know. Right. Two and your number. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say no to that guy for some reason. <laughs> well, he's super awesome. Like, first of all, yeah. he's a great dude. Like every time I see him, he's, he's super happy. He's just such a great guy. I really like him a lot. So it was really yeah. cool to meet him the first year. And then kind of carry it over and, uh, you know, see him every year now. It's really cool. And it's funny because even though he's not part of the match, like per se, he's there if you ever need him. Right. And that's yep. something that's really, really cool. Like you ever need help or whatever. He's always been there. He's always offered his help. And that's that's pretty cool because you don't always get that when somebody walks away. Right. They usually yep. walk away because they're pissed or they hate the sport or they're just burned out. But he just I think he did it the right way. He was like, man, I found a great leader in you. And Todd, he's like, listen, I can back off. Todd's super organized and I can just help if I need to. I don't have to like take over everything. And it, yep. it really worked out nice because you're very good at running this match. Like two years in a row now that I've seen you deal with it. I'm like, bro, it's gotten better from last year to this year. But you also started earlier this year, right? <laughs> yeah, I started. I mean, this year I started almost right. Well, I think within the week of the match, as I'm reading the surveys, I'm already thinking of what I need to do to make it better and listening to what the shooters had to say, what staff had to say, um, figure out what's feasible. Of course, not everything's feasible that you hear and figure out the trends and go from there. Yeah. I think that's important. That's something that I don't think a lot of matches do that they should, there should be a survey for every single match and, and not just a survey, but an after survey. Like I think the only way you can truly grow in a business in general, especially today when today's technology and and how easy it is to connect with people is you have to send out surveys. If you really want to make your match better, you have to send out surveys. And obviously people are going to complain no matter what. So those are kind of get, it's not that you blow those off, but I think you told me once you're like, dude, I'm just looking for patterns. Like I'm looking for the same answer every single time. If I see something that's got 10 answers, that's a problem that needs to be addressed. Right. That's the same because there's 10 different personalities answering 10 different, the same complaint versus one guy who says, I didn't like the rocks on the ground. Another guy goes, I wish it had dirt or I love the rocks. It's like, well, who do you make happy, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, all right, cool. Um, I guess I'm just gonna, we'll just float through the air. We're not gonna have any ground covers. Like you can't, you know, I want grass. Well, well it's all rocks. You ain't getting grass, you know? Yeah, that's what where the feasible, right? that's where the feasible part came in. But yeah, I did right. MPS surveys in a past job and you always look for the trends. You don't, yeah. I mean, there, there are gonna be some experiences that are bad and our one-offs that you have to address, but more, more often than not, you're going to look for the trends and 
what the results tell you. And I've shared them, I think, with all the core staff from last year's this year and previous years. I'm like, here's the surveys from last year. Here's what we kind of need to focus on to make better. And that's rocket. So did you have a lot of um, not RO complaints, but did you have stuff that was a uh, staff um, like things that staff needed? Like, in other words, they, they didn't like how it was reset or something like that. Was there anything like were staff repairs that you had um, to work on this year? There was a couple that we should have saw and mm -hmm. I'll, we're definitely going to pay attention. Like we didn't realize it until it was too late, but on the highest reset stage of the match, stage 10 with the four bobbers and the right, right. different activators. Right. I think it was two activators and all and four pieces of steel on that. We had, I would, I don't want to say this, but our senior crew there. 100%. I agree. Yeah. So it was not, I mean, hindsight's 2020. Yeah. Our high reset stages this year, Linda and I have talked. Um, I know she's already worked on it. She's got it out to the CROs and their backups. Um, and it's all up, the stages are out to the range masters too. So we know who's doing what and going from there. So that part will should be addressed or at least we're paying attention to it more this year on that. So I don't, then, yeah, I don't think we have, um, I think the highest reset stage is, is yours. <laughs> yeah. Yours with the four, oh, with the same yeah, four bobbers and four go. pieces of steel. And so just so you guys know, I put a stage in that has four bobbers that you all wait all together. Yeah, I just want to note that you complained about the four bobbers last year. No, no, no. Your you four bobbers were your terrible. Stage. Your four bobbers were terrible. There was no flow. So just so you know, when you put a stage together, boys and girls, at least <laughs> when I build a stage, I build a stage for stage flow. Uh, not this choppy crap where you shoot something, run over to the corner, and you have to stand there and wait for the damn bobber to pop up. That's junk. That's crap building. So I build stages thinking of stage flow. Like, all right, cool. If I shoot this piece of steel, can I start ripping? Or am I going to stand here for 20 minutes and wait for the bobber to come up and I figure out the timing of all four bobbers? Nope, you're going to be able to rip through this. Uh, it's not going to be close but it's not going to be far away either. So it's all about risk and reward. Are you going to stand there and wait for that bobber twice? Um, Cause you got four of them. You don't want to yep. wait for any of them. So I'm excited. Um, of course, all of the guys that uh, doubted that I could get them to work together. So I can't wait to come in there and drop the hammer and, and show them how it works. But um, we got, what do we got? We got a Holy monkey. How many of those we got? Oh, yeah. in? Huh? How many of those we have? We have one or two this match. Uh, one holy monkey in this match. Yeah. So just so you know that the there's a few guys that just absolutely did not like that, and Todd oh. was like, "I'm the match director." <laughs> yep. <laughs> it might be the only time Todd actually put his foot down. He's like, "I'm putting it in. I don't care if you guys like it or not." It was yep. pretty awesome. Uh, I love it's the It's really not monkey. that bad of a target, dude. I, I yeah. know people hate it. It's really not that bad of a target. You just have to know how to shoot it, right? Like I think that's important. Um. You got to know how to shoot it. That's all it's, but it's, I don't think it's that hard of a target. If you are aggressive, it's the guys that aren't aggressive that it kicks their butt, you know, and anybody doesn't know what a Holy monkey is. Uh, you definitely want to go to target USA mm -hmm. and check out that video because that thing is awesome. I mean, it's the first two swings are actually pretty nice. They're really, really nice. After that, you going to work. Like it's going to make you work a little bit to figure it out. So, yep. uh, but don't I think it's a good, I think it's a good prop. You just got to learn how to shoot it. Yep. Don't forget it's four shots on the Holy monkey this year. So, Oh my God. Is it, uh, are we, we're not doing, uh, is that's not going to be a, a no penalty that's, mic though, is it? 
No, you got to put right. four on so it. So here's the problem with the with the with the uh, that that target as well. It never stops. Like I remember standing there for like five minutes during a uh, when like I think I can't remember when I saw. I think I was at a practice you had it or something. I can't remember what it was, but I remember standing there looking at it, and I'm like, this is never going to stop. Like it's not worth oh, it shooting doesn't. something, running around, and then coming back to it because it's the same damn speed for like ten minutes. It's crazy. Oh, it does. It does slow down because at the local match I put it in. If anybody wants to watch the videos, they're all over the place. But people would. It's another prop from Targets USA with Jason that apparently I was a straw that broke the camel's back on this one. So I'm glad that he made it. But um, it's an awesome target. I think it's Bigfoot. You can go there and look at it um, where you're, you put your pressure on the actual activator. And then when you step off, it activates it. So it activated the Holy Monkey. You had to retreat, shoot some stuff, and then go around and come back. There's people that, the most common, I would say, they came back to the Holy Monkey, and it was still moving. It's not moving as fast, but after they shot 20 shots at everything else, they finished on the Holy Monkey for that reason. Yeah, but they're slow, dude. Like, come on. Like, yeah. you're not. it's not going to slow down that much for somebody like me or somebody who's at a higher level. It's going to be just yeah. as fast when they get back around to it. That's what I'm talking about. Don't try to... Oh, yeah. Don't try to act like that thing slows down if you, if you go fast. <laughs> so it's, yeah, I'm saying it. There's people that did it, and it was common because I was working that stage to make sure everybody knew how to reset the um, activator on it. So yeah, but I'm I really excited. enjoyed I'm excited that. For all the activator. We got quite a few in this match. We're gonna put some swingers in there. We got um, got some interesting targets. We're gonna make you work positions at this match. I was kind of looking at the stages before we started the podcast, and um, I'm excited about like we made you work the the stage right like you don't this isn't going to be a stage where you get to just or match where you get to just stand in one spot and hammer down you're gonna have to work the entire stage um mm -hmm. i'm excited that's one of the things i'm excited about the most is you're gonna have to work this match and i like yep. it and some of the stage designers like to make you go to every corner you'll learn which stages and which stage designers those are <laughs> i don't know I would never admit to that. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not calling out names, but you I'll can look at their it. stage. I'll admit to it. I'm going to make you go to every spot oh. on a stage because I. Well, you know me, dude. I, it's. I want to challenge everything. I don't want just a shooting challenge. I don't want just a moving challenge. I want to challenge everything. That's that's one of the things that I actually really like about our stage designs this year is you have to work, right? Um, you're going to work. And there's, and honestly, from just what I'm looking at, you're not going to get to game a lot of shit, right? You got to actually shoot. You can't just run around a bunch of stuff and skip stuff. And, and I like that, you know, it's, we're going to, we're going to force you to actually work the stages like, like we want to. Um, so I'm good. I'm excited about it, man. I just, I think, um, you know, of course changes when you put it on the ground, <laughs> Everything changes. <laughs> you know, it it's real easy to put it on that piece of paper until you got to change angles and close things off. I feel like there's a couple stages that we built that were like, Hmm, you might have to add a few extra barrels on here to get some coverage, <laughs> things yep. like that. But, um, yeah, so I, I want to talk a little bit about the difference in what it's like to have me doing the vendor area versus you last year trying to do everything. Right. I mean, I'm assuming you had help last year, obviously, but not to the extent where, you know, basically I'm just getting to run off on my own and go snatch people for spot for vendors yep. and sponsorships. So it's a little I'm assuming it's different from last year to this year. It is. And that really I mean, there's two conversations that were the catalyst for that. There's, well, several conversations with Bill Duda at the match at dinners and stuff like that, where 
we were talking about how can I do better and everything. And one of the things he really suggested is you've got to have somebody in charge of the vendor area and getting your sponsors. I was like, last year I took, um, I didn't really hunt down the sponsors. If they came to me, I worked with them. I did hunt down a few, but for the most part, my focus was on the match itself to make it good. And then hopefully build off of that. Um, this year, the match did, we've done great matches the last two years. So having that great thing to build off of those conversations with Duda, and I think you were even part of them. And then you and I started talking after that and it kind of started, Oh, I want to do this. I want to put some TVs up. I want to, do that and then it developed into this full-fledged thing i'm giving away my premier bay for the <laughs> vendor area so yeah it's it's been different and i think we i'd have to go back and look we have at least as many if not more sponsors than last year already and i'm sure by the total ends up we'll probably have more sponsors overall than we did last year so that'll be a great thing for the shooters because really that's that's where all the sponsors stuff goes is they send product out for the shooters and they help support like there's this year, there's sponsor supporting sponsors, which I think is pretty awesome. Like outdoor dynamics, um, supporting Da Vinci and masterpiece arms. So right. with the ammo, so people can demo those guns. So I think that's pretty awesome. That is awesome actually, because now you're looking at, you know, vendors thinking about like, all right, man, if we grow together instead of mm -hmm. trying to cut each other's legs off, Right now, obviously, they're not directly competing as ammo or, bull, you know, firearm companies. But even then, still, there's there's enough room in this market, in this sport to where everybody can work together. Right. There's no reason that one company cuts somebody else's legs off like everybody wants options. It's the number one thing in our sport that I think is what makes it great. Like literally carry optics, dude, there's 15 guns out there that are legitimate guns that can be used in carry optics division. Uh, limit uh, open guns are a little bit different. You don't have as many options, <laughs> at least, at least not good options. There's plenty of open guns that you can turn it something, turn something into an open gun, but uh, there's there's just not a lot of options. So like those guys, you know, you definitely want to bring those guys in so people people can see the difference. And um, I mean, Master Part Masterpiece Arms has really been crushing it lately. Just bringing those guys in is really like that was big for us, in my opinion. I, I really, really, really glad they were able to join us. And so I kind of give you guys a little bit of a background about what I've what I've had to do <laughs> to find some of these sponsors. Um, one, I haven't emailed anybody until just recently. I've been super busy. Like last year is when Todd and I talked about this. I mean, I jumped on this like almost immediately after the match uh, and started discussing this. And as we got went, got closer and closer and closer to the end of the year, we started talking more and more about the vendor area and how important it was to me. So again, talking to these vendors, I didn't email them. I went to them and got face to face with a lot of them and said, Hey, listen, this is the plan. This is what I want to do, right? This is what I would like to do. This is what I want to see change in our sport. So again, instead of complaining and bitching about it, I said, let's change it. Let's make our own change and let's, let's do something about it. So the last couple matches I went to, uh, it was a piss poor, just terrible, terrible when it came to sponsors, like not the sponsors, but the lack of, Hey, sponsors go see them uh, kind of thing right and it just sucked like to me it was like they were just like the after after afterthought <laughs> like um there was no party there was no mentioning of them 
Um, even if you mention them during a stage brief, most people ignore that. Like hell, most people ignore the actual important stuff of a stage brief. Like how many, the only thing they usually hear is how many rounds, where do I start? Everything else is just ignored usually, right? They don't even hear any of the, the start position. They just, and then they ask right after you say, and they go, what was the start position again? <laughs> they just ignore all that anyway. So I think to me, even though it's important to say that the stage is sponsored by them, that's not the best place for them to meet the sponsor or even give a crap about the sponsor. They're too busy thinking about shooting. So it's important to mention them, but you have to change the way that thought process is. It's, it can't be during the match, during the stage. It needs to be separated from the match. It needs to be important for people to come see the vendors before, after, and during to where they're not rushed to get to the next stage or during the stage because no one gives a shit about the banner on the wall when they're trying to walk a stage. They just don't. It sucks. But if they're competitive, they really don't care about that banner. If anything, the banner's in their way because they can't see the target they're trying to shoot as they're running by it, uh, that kind of thing. So, again, it's, it's, it's important to separate that. So I've been going to the vendors and kind of explaining what I want to do and, and just being honest, like telling them, look, I want to make you guys first. And that's been where I've been able to find the best sponsor so far or the best conversations have happened is because – you know, it's explaining like, look, we're going to give you an opportunity to put your product in somebody's hand. That's been to me the biggest struggle so far at a match is you can't get the product in the customer's hand to where they can sell it. And most people that shoot USPSA own a ton of gear, right? We're gear people. That's just kind of how it works. We're, we are definitely gear people. So at the end of the day, if you put the gear in their hand, they buy it. But if you don't, they're like, well, I don't need another holster. I already have one. I don't need another mag pouch. I have one. They, they don't see the benefit of another one if they don't get to try it. Um, it's important, right? Like gun, everybody wants to shoot a new gun. Everybody wants a new gun. But what keeps you from buying a new gun is the gun you have in your holster, right? You're like, well, this one's fine. I don't need another one. I got another one. Unless the new hotness comes out and then everyone's like, oh, I want a steel frame mechanic. Oh, that's awesome. It's a great gun, I'm sure. But would you spend the money over what you already have without trying it? That's the key. Oh, without trying it, no. Right. You got to put it in their hands, right? Like you got, look, dude, great example is you shot, you went from SIG to a CZ, but you didn't just go and buy a CZ. You tried two or three CZs before you bought one, right? Yeah, if CZ comes to a match and gives somebody an opportunity to try their gun, dude, it's sold. Oh, yeah, right? for sure. If, if Canik comes to the match, they're sold. Glock, new trigger from Glock. Guys, I don't want to exaggerate this too much, but it's good. Like, it makes Glock a much more viable product in our sport now. It's very, very good. I've tried it. I haven't got to shoot it yet, but I've tried a dry fire version, and it is damn good. So, you know, that gun is going to do very, very well for a lot of people because they're going to get to get back to the gun they've probably used or carry in their in their everyday life and have probably put thousands of rounds, they won't have to switch to a competition gun because they already have one now. I was going to say, I've had people jokingly tell me on social media and in person that they're going to avoid the Masterpiece Arms area because they don't want to spend the money on an open <laughs> gun. I, don't, I know I'll see them over there shooting it, yeah. but they're like, I don't want to because of that uh, reason. It's, yep. uh, it's self-control. That's yep. the first thing. But uh, I recommend for my vendors, uh, for all of our vendors, that you don't have any of that. Just buy it. Like, just yeah. buy the gun. It doesn't matter oh, yeah. if it's an irresponsible activity. Just buy it. it um, you know, Brass Monkey Bullets, the jerseys, they're all for sale. I just think you should just throw everything out the window and just buy it. It's uh, It'll be worth yeah. it. 
Don't uh, buy the Tom Castro shirts that'll be there either. Whoa, I'm bringing them, baby. I'm bring some fresh, fresh hats. I'm gonna bring some. I'm bringing some swag for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, the thing is with the sponsorship so far is the only negative for me that I've found in the sponsorship scenario is I started really late. Um, I wasn't able to start as early as I wanted because, well, one, we it took you a little while to say yes um, and to trust that we could do it. Uh, number two. I've been super busy. Like it, this has eaten up a lot of my time. Like in the last two or three days, I have hammered down and talked to a ton of sponsors about coming to the match. So it's, it's taken up a lot of time for sure. And it takes up a crap ton of time to send out specific emails, send out information. Uh, I cannot tell you how many times I've asked Todd for the uh, South Carolina sectional sponsorship page link. <laughs> oh, like, the out. same one I sent you last yeah, time. The same one last time. It just takes me a lot longer to scroll through all the messages to find the link. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's hilarious uh, how many times we've had a discussion about the sponsorship and the conversations that I've had. So it's, it's really great. There, I have, I'm really excited about the four or five that I haven't mentioned. Um, I'm just trying to lock those up, but it's SHOT Show has been really a pain for sure. Um, I did talk to quite a few companies at SHOT Show, so that helped, like, kind of set the seed. But it's SHOT Show, man, right? Like, those guys are signing million-dollar contracts, and I'm coming asking them about coming to our vendor vendor area. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I'm low, low man on the totem pole when it comes to that for sure. But um, yeah. what I mean, what is the biggest hurdle you've had so far as a match director in South Carolina, like trying to build this match better from last year to this year? What do you think is the hardest thing that you're dealing with? Staff? Um, I think we're finally getting to the area where I feel comfortable having the staff. But it's, I mean, staff is definitely a huge one because this match more so, well, Georgia, um, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Area 6, you all kind of run into the same thing where with the staff reset, you got to have 60, 70 people on staff. For So I think we're getting close to having the right number for staff, for registration, for the stages, for um, the vendor area and the golf cart limo. So, yeah, we're definitely getting there. Um, stage design is always tough. Um, still working on getting it approved. Um, Still doing the fine details on, we had one work day where we repaired, I don't want to know how many walls and built um, more walls. <laughs> so um, still have a few more that have got shut up by our local matches that we got to repair on that. And then we're going to try, I'm not going to promise it, but we're going to try to get um, all the barrels painted brown, not black, not brown. Can't talk, don't know why, but get them painted black so we don't have to worry about the cellophane and detecting the hits in it if we can we'll get them painted if not um yeah we'll just deal with that so yeah i what is the uh so that's something that i actually haven't we haven't talked about or i never even thought of there is a list a mile long of equipment that is needed for this match so that oh. is something that we've discussed i don't know how many times we've discussed I need guys. I need a stage count. I need a round. I need how many targets I need, how many walls I need, how many steel I need for per stage. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the first things I think you tackled right away. So to see if we needed more or if we had enough or excess, because yeah. almost everything in this match, you need excess, right? You can't just go rebuild the wall in the middle of the match. It doesn't work like that. 
So no. it's very important to have extra of everything. I, I This year, a lot less hardcover. So we don't need four, 250 hardcover targets painted this year. I think you learned yeah. your lesson. How many <laughs> yes. last year did you have to make? 210 was our first count. And I we painted a lot during the match. So right. yeah. Yeah. So that, that's been kind of a good, like, uh, like going through the matches, the stages here. Um, there's definitely some hard cover, definitely some no shoots. Yeah. We put not more... 210 of them. Yep, we put, just so you guys know, you got to aim now because if you miss, <laughs> you hit a no shoot. Yeah. That's what we out so we went still have the hard shots. In. They're just no shoots now. Right. So now it hurts even more. Uh, yeah. Because yep. usually with the hard cover, you can just rip three, no big deal. Now you got to actually pay attention where that third one might go or second one might go. Yep. That way we're not working people and I'm sending people out on Saturday to buy more black paint, bring it to the match. <laughs> So we can make sure we have enough. Yeah, no, I'm done with that. And the year before it was duct tape. Oh. So there's always been something that crap, okay. I don't have enough of it. Right, right. Yeah, dude, you should always have a lot of duct tape as a match director. You can do everything with that stuff. Oh, I know, but it was. <laughs> Hold yeah. the swinger together. <laughs> I called one of my buddies. I'm like, you cut at the match yet? He's like, no, I'm like, when are you going to be here? He told me, I was like, I was like, stop somewhere and get me black duct tape. What type? I don't care. Just black duct tape. Yeah. Buy whatever they have. Right. I'll pay you when you get here. 7-Eleven's out of duct tape because of you guys. <laughs> Actually, it was Dollar General, but yeah. Nice. And you know, they always have the best duct tape for sure. At hey, that it worked. <laughs> yeah. Four rolls in. Thank you, Andy Gear, by the way. But yeah. You do what you got to do, man, to make it happen. Yeah, the... um. I remember we had a discussion about swingers and you're like, dude, I need two swingers, one for a backup. I'm like, you're crazy. You're not going to get that. Yeah. Like it just, you're never going to have that stuff. So like, obviously the biggest thing for a swinger is just protect it, right? Protect yeah. the mechanism of it to where they're not going to shoot it. That's, that's really all you can do. But um, at some point, you, you know, you never want to see a match thrown out, but you just can't afford to have four backups for everything. It sucks, but it's just part of the game. Like people you just want to have at least one backup for everything, right. but yeah. Yeah, There's one that I might not be the steel swinger that we're bringing in for the first time this year. I've, I've intentionally shot it. Yeah. Like shot, shot it where right. I shouldn't. Right. And it's, it's solid. So yeah. that'll be a good one that we'll have. I don't think I'll buy a second one of that, but we'll shoot it one more match. And if I think we need to, I'll bring it in, but I don't think we're going to have to. Yeah. I'd like to have one of those just for myself. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll have to borrow that one for a while. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to do that for sure. Those things are pretty cool. I need to practice those for world shoots and in, and international matches. So we were, we didn't have any of those at the last one I had, but I definitely haven't shot at a piece of moving steel like that. It's all been paper. So, which I mean, I guess it's the same thing. Sights, tracking, bang. You know what yep, I mean? It's same actually, thing. I got it in my second shot. First shot, I'm pulling off a of steel too soon, of course. Yeah. But right. first shot was right off to it and the second shot just ding gone so yeah yeah I, I don't think they're overly difficult i just think they're that you don't see them we just no. don't see them a whole lot so like when it's our turn to see them it's like whoa what is this thing like i'm used to this big brown piece of paper um but it's no different than really a uh a, an ipsic target this has the same size really for an alpha zone or even a uh a no shoot target on an on a swinger right you still have yeah. to aim tighter it's a little bit of different of a swinger so you're not gonna usually not gonna rip it anyway where you're not supposed to but depends on you know obviously the target or, or the how it's presented or whatever but um Dude, I don't think I have much else. I just, I mean, we talked about all the sponsorship. We talked about where we're going with the match. I'm super excited. What, what's our, um, 
where are we at for attendance right now? Are we are we really close to sold out yet? I mean, how many spots do we have? A lot of spots left. We have spots probably about half on Saturday morning open and half on Sunday morning open. So Saturday afternoons filled out, sold yeah, out. Saturday afternoon always fills out first because people can come yeah. that morning, walk stages, shoot that afternoon. Right. So Saturday morning and Sunday morning, there's definitely spots open. It's still a good time to shoot. Um, so come on out. We're, we got spots open. Or if you want to shoot on staff day and help us reset, you're more than welcome to come do that too. Which would be Friday because we're yep. myself, Todd, and a couple other people are, that are working the match are going to shoot Thursday as match directors, range masters, all those guys, so that we can make sure everything works. Uh, that'll be the first time I've ever shot that early in a match. Not <laughs> not super excited, but I don't really I don't really watch other people shoot anyway. Um, I always just do what I do, so it doesn't. I don't think that'll bother me too too much. It's just different, right? And I, oh, it's I very don't. Different. I'm going to expect this match to not go well shooting wise, just because I'm going to be there for a week before everyone else building and building and building. Um, but my, my goal is to just absolutely crush building within a couple of days. Like even if I have to stay super late, but just bang this thing out so that I can get a couple of days of rest and that everything's done early. I'm trying to, I don't want to wait till, you know, day before staff day and think, Oh cool. Like we just literally finished putting in the last nail, like get it all done as soon as possible. Um, but yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm, I, I can't wait to get this match roll and I, it's getting closer and closer. So uh, I'm excited, but not excited because I'm like, I still have so much sponsorship stuff to deal with still that I haven't finished. So I'm like, come on, I got to get this done. I got to get these guys signed in and get get our, get our them locked in so we can get them out there. Yep. Looking, definitely looking forward to it. And you might want to look at the setup schedule. We are setting up every day leading up to the match. So just because. Yeah, yeah I, I understand what your schedule says, yeah. but I'm going to blow that schedule out of the water and no, knock it out. You can't, <laughs> but anyway. We'll see. We'll see. I'm going to knock it out of the park. I come in the weekend, and as soon as IDPA is off our range, we're going to crush it. So we're going to get those guys bumped and be rocking and rolling so we can mm -hmm. get that match put up as soon as possible. So honestly, the hardest part is just getting everything to the range, right, to the base. Once you get everything there, it's easy. Yeah. It's the it's hard part is getting it out of the connexes, getting it to the location to where it needs to be. And then from there, you can just start banging out. I mean, once you have it all drawn on paper, it's easy because you kind of follow the fault lines, right? You just start building fault lines. And then from there, you make your adjustments. But, you know, a, a good stage takes two hours, right? Like it usually takes about two hours to really dial in the details and, mm -hmm. and those kind of things. So it, it does take a lot of time to, to, and that's once everything's on the range. Um, like, so getting it to there is going to be the hard part, but I think that that won't be too, too bad. We got trucks, trailers, I'm bringing my truck. I'm actually driving in. Um, it won't be too, too bad. Cause you know, as long as I have a list of everything, dude, I can just throw it all in a trailer oh. and just throw it out there. I've already got the list made and what goes where. So we'll yeah. definitely be knocking out. It's, it's just more difficult than setting up a regular local match too, because you got to put the wall support sticks up. You got to make sure the target stains are all nailed down and they don't move at all. So it's a little bit more involved, but it's doable. Well, hopefully we'll get, uh, if anybody's interested in volunteering, coming out and helping, like that would be awesome. Don't be afraid to come out and help. Um, you might learn a bunch of stuff about the match and actually how it, what it takes to build a match, uh, coming out and volunteering. So, uh, no one's ever going to turn away. I got plenty of hammers and shovels and actually you don't even use hammers. You use, um, use the hammer drill. Uh, who makes that? 
Shooting Sports Innovations, yes. trying to get them as a, Nathan and them to come out as a sponsor too. But yeah, they need they, to they, they need to promote that tool. By the way, for oh, uh, match directors, way I've more. talked to Nathan about it. Um, he's got international orders for that. Yeah. I need to order one of those. By the way, hopefully, actually, I just need to. If he's there at the match, I'd just rather pay him cash. So if he comes, bring one. I want one. I need one for my uh, for my match so I can stop using a hammer. I realize how much how miserable that is after doing it at oh, your range. <laughs> it makes it so much easier, and yeah, it's, it's honestly cut down on our probably. I'm not kidding when I say hours. Yeah. On our six setups, um, stage setup because we've got two of those that we run. We'll have three, maybe four of them at the section match for the setup crew that we will be running, and they're. Not only does it save your arms and shoulders, it saves time. Yeah, the worst thing at your match is the rocks. Like you got to dig down to get to the ground for the walls yeah. not to move and stuff like that. So that like once you get down to that clay, it's like, oh, my God, I just dug all this and now I got a hammer. So it's like, yeah, no, we're just going to use this thing and done in 10 seconds like per wall. Oh, it's dude, awesome. Unless you hit a, really unless awesome. you hit a boulder down there. Yeah, you're like, oh. yeah. <laughs> That's when you just say, screw this. I'm going to move this an inch to the right. Or right and then you have the same boulder. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Damn it. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's uh, I'm excited. I can't wait to have this match. Um, it's guys, seriously, this match is I hope this changes how USPSA runs everything with sponsorship. I'm a super excited. I can't wait. Um, it's, you know, again, I, I'm very part, you know, biased to this because it's my idea to kind of do this. Um, but it's a team effort, man. Everybody's together. We're going to have vendor row where you're going to walk through the vendors. You're going to get to see all the vendors. You're going to get to try all the equipment, try all the gear. You're going to get to talk to people face to face. It's not just going to be, you know, a, a banner just hanging up there. You'll be going to get to meet a lot of these vendors. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to get it done. Yeah. And um, we'll see, man. It's going to grow every year. My goal is to make it like a mini shot show, right? So we talked about it already with the amount of vendors we have. If I add the four or five that I've talked to already, um, we're going to be wrapping that vendor area quite a bit farther than I thought. <laughs> yep, most definitely. So, so pretty excited about it. But Duda comes out. I just also wanted to say we skipped over, but Duda is providing all the technology. So it is a live scoring match. We have half of our range. Well, the competition base are all covered, but Duda will be providing the technology, tablets, timers, and everything for the other part of the range. So even if he's not there, he's a huge part in making sure that that match goes off well and he's talked to randy and i a couple times about setting up the live score and how to do it we're doing it even our locals now which is awesome if you have the competitor app but all of that is too due to support from people like him and him specifically in that too so come on bill come out man we're dumb we don't know how to use the computer save <laughs> us come save us bill i just i'd like to i just would enjoy to have him come out and see what we're trying to do Right, because I mean, we've had a lot of these conversations. Oh yeah, I, just, I really want him to come out and see what we're doing, um, because he's a big part of what we're doing this for. Right, like we've had yeah. this discussion about vendors and sponsorship. He's a big part of this sport. He has been. He's done a lot, a lot more than I ever thought he did as a match director. Like oh, when yeah. I sat down and talked to him and realized how deep he got into the match director part of it, I was like, wow, this guy's an endless book of resource for us. He's very, very much so. Uh, you know, he's got so much information. Yeah, but I, I'm excited to see if we can get Bill out. Um, I really do hope he makes it. I know it's a kind of a long haul for him sometimes. Um, but, you know, again, yeah. just, again, he's a big part of why I'm doing this, you know, with all of our conversations. So it's I'm pretty excited if we can get him out there. Plus, like you said, man, like he's not even, 
He's not even sure if he can make the match because of his schedule and, and cost of what it takes to get to the match. And he's already helping you guys out on the on the back end of where it really matters on the sport. You know, where to, to get the match even rolling is is really, really cool to have that live scoring for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's I mean, you go to a match expecting that nowadays and it's tough to do at ranges and the support that he provides for matches. I've said it a ton of times and I'll continue to say is pretty stinking awesome. Yeah, I well, I just don't think anybody knows that. That's part of the issue, in my opinion, is that a lot of people don't know what he does do. Um, everybody just knows him as the shit talker with the memes and stuff, which is funny as hell, but he does a lot for this sport, a lot for this sport. Um, but that's cool. That's, that's, I think that's why everybody likes him so much. Cause it's, it's, he's not trying to pat himself on the back. You know what I mean? He's just, he's there to help out and he loves the sport and he's trying to help it grow and, um, uh, make change, make change instead of just talk about change. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I think that's the key of, uh, I think that's why I'm doing it as well. I, I want to just make the change. And I don't have to ask permission. Let's just make it happen. And then let's lead by example and, and see what we can do with this match. So I'm excited. So thanks to you, by the way, because you gave me access to this type of a match. I wouldn't have this access if it wasn't for you. And it's, it's big to me, man. I really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully I don't fall flat on my face and uh, screw it all up for next year. <laughs> you better not. <laughs> oh man. But Even though we're buds, that's still what, I mean, we've talked about it. I'm still nervous. Yeah. Well, I think, um, I know for sure, even if I don't land a single vendor, that it's going to be awesome because of my coaching area. Like, I'm excited as hell to – no, no, not yeah. because of – not just because I'm – it's an event, right? And it's not because I'm coaching, but it's an event. Like, you get to come and shoot an extra stage for free, right? Yeah. Like, you get to come and try a stage oh, for free. You you know, um, where, where do you get to do that? Oh. Right? We're throwing in an extra stage that I'm going to design and build for you to practice and shoot on for free. Right. Like I'm not, that's, that's what, that's why I, I know it'll be successful because we're making an event, right? It's not just a match anymore. It's an event. You come to South Carolina sectional match, it, we're going to crush it. Right. And I know yeah. the match is going to be good. So that, I mean, I, I, every year I've gone, it's one of my favorite matches, honestly, like to me, it's better than area six. Um, and I've been to two area sixes in a row now and actually did really well at both area sixes. I won carry optics the year before and I won open and I still like South Carolina sectional better. And, and I wasn't even running it last year or even helping last year. I just enjoyed the match more, right? Bigger stages, just a different feel, just, just enjoyed it more. That's all. Um, so, and, and I continue making it a, um, a big part of my shooting, uh, year. I, I, you know, again, my, this year, I think the only non- area nationals match is yours and dragon's cup <laughs> right so and i had already had it planned out from the very beginning to come to this match i put it on my schedule for every single year regardless um of whether i'm involved or not so but anyways you got anything else for everybody buddy nope that's it just remember you gotta get me your equipment list if you want to have your stage my stage is going to be one popper uh fastest draw <laughs> so the way when i coach my stage i'm just gonna be like go faster go faster go faster and then uh if you go faster dude i'm a great coach <laughs> i didn't say you had to hit the steel i just said you yeah. had to go faster <laughs> so uh yeah but I, i'm excited so we'll, we'll get a yep. it's gonna be uh, i'll get you a list um probably the week before i get there exactly uh, that's yeah. why i'm afraid of <laughs> 
<laughs> Poor Todd. I'm such a pain in the ass. <laughs> yep. I've got all 10 stages mapped out, already borrowing equipment, but Tom won't do That's awesome. But all right, guys, if you have any questions, oh, I, before I leave, I wanted to make sure that I bring this up in the podcast. Um, and I'm not sure what you're going to listen to this on or if you watch it on YouTube. So if you go to YouTube, which is Tom Castro Shooting Academy on YouTube, um, obviously Tom Castro Shooting Academy on Instagram, Facebook. Um, also, we have South Carolina sectional on Facebook, South Carolina sectional on um, Instagram. It is just South Carolina sectional, right? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just want to make sure we didn't put a year in front of it. Like sometimes we've d you've done on no, some of this it. stuff. So. Some okay. awesome guy talked me out of that. Don't yeah. Okay, it. good. So when, if you get an opportunity, please, please go and let me know what you think about some of the stuff that we talked about in here for the vendor area, uh, things that you'd like to see at the match. I, I know for sure, 100%, the biggest question I have for you as a shooter, would you like to have an award ceremony? on sunday or would you like to have a party on saturday all right those are the two questions i have for you as, as listeners and as shooters for this sport you don't even have to be coming to the south carolina sectional match i would really appreciate it if you were going to that match and actually answered it and let me know that you're going to south carolina because it's something as match directors we are throwing up in the air and trying to decide People have to understand there's a cost for all of it, whether you do it as a match or a, uh, a dinner or you do a an award ceremony. There's a cost to all of those things. So with the award ceremony on Sunday, that tends to be where you'll have a prize table and raffles and so on and so forth. But on Saturday, we would do the same thing, just no prize table. Obviously, it'd be a raffle. So just trying to figure out what we're doing uh, in that area and Todd and I kind of have been throwing it back and forth and trying to decide, you know, what we do with it and if we should have one. Because I we've had some people say they don't care, they want to go home right away, and we've had some people that really love the award ceremony. Uh, me, personally, I like the award ceremony, but I would do the award ceremonies completely different than everybody else. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I would recognize my shooters, uh, their the shooters' talents in a lot different ways than we do now in, in most matches. So um, I hate the fact that somebody practices their ass off, comes to the match, and gets a cardboard box in the mail with their trophy. So that that always has always, always bothered me. It, I feel like you bust your ass in the sport, even if you're a C-class shooter to win a match and win a trophy, and we don't recognize you enough. So I just kind of want to see where you guys are at with that. I, oh, I almost forgot to say something about it because I was going to throw it in earlier, but I figured I'll end the podcast with it. It's a good way to end it. And mm -hmm. uh, so please let us know. Give us your comments. We're super excited. We definitely take feedback and don't use it. No, I'm just kidding. We actually take your feedback <laughs> and use it. It's important to us. Yeah. Um, it really, really is. We we really want to hear from you as a shooter. And uh, that's it, man. I, I'm, I'm glad. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining Todd. Todd, thank you for joining me. I really enjoyed this conversation actually about the match because we don't really talk this way about our match. We just kind of Hey, man, I need this. Okay, cool. I'll send it your way. Okay, I need the link. Okay, cool. I'll send it your way. So it's really nice to kind of sit down and kind of look at the big picture of what we're creating this year. Um, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is. It's going to be awesome. I think so. All right, guys, if you have any questions, hit me up in those comments.